Hello, my wee fam, and I hope, as always, everybody is doing good emotionally, mentally, physically, and financially. If not, I hope that you guys are on your way to being back better. Um, Because I know it's been hard, as always, what I keep saying, it's been hard, but it really has been for a lot of us. You know, it's like when you get over one thing, then something else pops up. So, you know, staying strong is, is... it's easier said than done on a good day. And I'm, I, I understand that. So I won't say, you know, continue staying strong. No, continue giving your best every day. Every day. Because literally that's all we're doing on a daily basis is giving our best that we're able to give at that moment, at that time, um, on that day. We're going to be talking about morning today. And what, you know, I can't say what it looks like for everybody because everybody mourns different emotionally, mentally, and physically. It's different for everyone. And on this rainy March 1st, (laughs) um, from where I'm at, we're going to go ahead and have this conversation. Um, I know real quick for me, I'm still mourning the loss of my first son because I was never ever able to mourn him correctly. Um, I wasn't able to you know, hold him, more, you know, just spend time with him like that. I was able to see him before I left the clinic, but I was not able to just hold him in my arms and have that moment. Even though um, he was not alive, it still, for me, would have been better for me to hold him. But I do remember when they asked me if I wanted to hold him, I told them I could not do that because that meant for me, um, he was going to come home with me and I knew that he could not come home with me. So I did not want to hold him, but that still today, to this day, tears me up, you know? Um, but I, I think it would have still tore me up even if I'd have held him because I knew I wouldn't have been able to bring him home with me, which is hard, you know, it's hard. So I want to talk about mourning because, you know, I've had friends recently lose loved ones back to back to back. Like it's been back to back to back with people in my life losing loved ones with my own family, losing loved ones back to back, kind of, um, a year apart or a couple of months apart, but it's still, it's been something, you know, and both sides of my family, it's just kind of been like back, back. And then got a little moment, then back and back, you know, so it's, it's, it's not easy because when you're trying to just understand the first one, then something else happens. Then another, you know, death happens. And then you're like, okay. But when it's close, that's where it really takes a, a, a different turn. Um, on both sides of my family, my dad's side, my mom's side, over the weekend, you know, we lost loved ones. My oldest sister lost her husband and my mom lost her sister which, you know, her sister's her best friend. They, they, they are, they are hilarious together. So, you know, for her to lose that piece of her, that is going to be hard for her and her other siblings. Now my, my mom is the only living sister, um, out of her three brothers now, which is very hard. Um, my aunt was hilarious. She was, you know, she had her sense of humor and her, you know, of course her, her toots, but it, you know, her, 
her times where she just joked and just allowed herself to have fun were the most amazing times. Now, mourning for my cousin, her daughter, her only child, is going to take time. Because, you know, you go through a moment of grief and then mourning and then upset and then you're, you know, frustrated and then you're, why? Why did she leave me? Which is a, a, a question she kept saying out loud, you know, as I had to tell her that her mom finally passed. Um, and that was hard. And I want to say something because, you know, people always say, oh, you die alone. You really don't die alone. It just depends on, I guess, your family and how close you guys are. Um, for my aunt, my mom and my uncle were there with her. And then on video was my other aunt, my, um, my uncle's wife who also passed. Um, my uncle passed, I'm sorry. And was my aunt, my cousin, my two of my cousins, my nieces and my sister. So my aunt did not die alone. She did not take her last breaths alone. We were there for her. And as hard as that was to watch her take her last breaths, I'm glad that we were all present with her. Um, it was like that for my uncle. When he took his last breaths, you know, we were right there. And still hard. But again, I'm glad that we were, as a family, present for him. So he didn't die alone. My aunt didn't die alone. Um, I do have an uncle that did die alone. Um, and that's sad because it's like, you never know what they're feeling before they, you know, kind of transitioned. So, you know, death for everybody is different. A lot of people don't like to talk, like, don't like to talk about death. Um, everybody grieves different. Some just kind of shut down and go to this numb phase. Uh, and then eventually it catches them. And then the emotions all come out. Or there's times where they just hold it all in. But you can see where it affects them emotionally with holding it in. Now here's where it's hard at. Because if there is uh, any family members in your you know, family don't get along. And you have all these emotions that you never got to get out. And all this anger and frustration, I think that's where it is really hard on people because you really want to either be able to get closure from if there was, you know, mistakes made on their part, you want to be able to get closure or on your part where you wanted to apologize and didn't get time to apologize because you were still holding that grudge, that frustration, that anger, that sadness, that madness. So then that takes effect completely different because you have all of this that you wanted to say but didn't get to say because you didn't allow yourself to just break the wall that you had up to be able to go say, okay, I forgive you or I apologize. So that way you can also heal completely different too because it is a healing process. Everybody goes through a healing process and everybody goes through a healing process different. Um, you know, I, it, you know, with friends losing loved ones and wanting to know how to be there for them and understanding how to be there for them, 
And it's not the right then that is very important. I think people think that that right then is very important. It's not that part. The part where everyone clears away is where it's important. Because now everybody goes back to their lives and it's like, okay, we were there. We were there for all of all of the, you know, important moments. So now life goes back to normal. No, because for them... Life doesn't go back to normal. They have to figure out how to live life now without their significant other or without their, you know, their family member that they're close to, without their mom or their dad or their grand, you know, whoever it was that passed away, that family member or that family then has to figure out how do I go on now? So it's the after that is very important for the check-ins, the... I just want to make sure you're okay. Or how are you feeling today, emotionally, mentally? Um, How can I be here for you? Now, understand this question. Because when you're asking somebody who just lost someone, how can you be there for them? They don't know. Because they're still trying to just put their emotions together. Still, still. It can be a month later, two months later, a year later. They're still trying to put their feelings and emotions together to the to the point where they don't know how anyone can be there for them is it hard it's hard because the thing that we like to say is I'm here for you if you need me no uh yes yes yet it should just be hey do you feel like company today okay what time is a good time for you and I will be on my way are you hungry do you have any groceries I can stop by the store to get stuff for you. Um, I, you know, like one of those, I think I know what, I, what, what you like. So let me just try it. A little laugh, you know, to, to help. But making the call to just be like, hey, I'm here. What's your schedule look like? How are you doing today? Okay. Okay. You don't know right now. That's fine. Do you feel like company? Do you want to talk? Do you feel like video chatting? That way, it's one of those, like, I'm here for you. Call me if you need me. They don't know how to call you and tell you what they need. Some don't. Some really don't. There are some people that do. Today, I need you this way, you know. Could you just come over and just keep me company? Could you, you know, I feel like going shopping or um, just take a drive. Can you be here for me for that? Some people understand what their emotion, where their emotions are and how to tell you what they need. And there are others that just don't know how to tell you how to be there for them. So... It is better for you just to say, hey, or not, hey, don't say, hey, I'm sorry. Just to say, I'm here for you. How are you doing today? Emotionally, mentally. Do you want company? I know, you know, some people answer the phone, but they answer the phone because they don't want to. And it's, and this is where it's sad because some people will still answer their phone, even though they don't feel like talking or want company, but they don't want people to feel, um, like they're doing them wrong because they haven't talked in a couple days which is it's hard because even though you're grieving and you're mourning you don't want other people to feel like you're being mean to them so you still answer the call even though they don't feel like talking so it's it's hard and it shouldn't be like that but understand mourning can also put people into a type of depression too 
that I don't think most really understand unless they've been through a death that's very close to them. Someone that's very close to you and you spent a lot of time with. They're your best friend, they're your friend, they're your family member that's your best friend. It doesn't matter. The closeness is what it is. So, um, there's a type of depression that you truly go into. And trying to explain that to people, to make them or to help them understand, is very hard. It's very hard. Um, I can say, I'm speaking for myself right now, I wished that somebody would just have called to just ask me how I was doing. Or, hey, I know I don't understand what you're going through, yet I am X, Y, and Z. You know, you know what I mean? But what I had was people telling me, well, he wasn't alive, so it's not the same. Or be grateful that, you know, your child wasn't alive. And mine, like, it's like mine was. I lost my child, but mine was alive and yours wasn't, so you didn't get to spend time with them. Wow. Because death is death. Whether you get to spend time with that person or not. I was raising a child in me. I was, I was my, you know, in my belly. So to tell me, well, at least, I mean, no, I got to spend time. You didn't get to spend time with your child. I did. My, my child, I got to hold mine. You don't understand that pain. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, okay. Yes, I was told that a couple of times. And that's why I stopped talking. I stopped talking about it. And I just kind of went to my own little space. And when I was in counseling, I had counseling yesterday and, you know, we were talking about this and I was letting her know. And she said, you know, let me ask you a question. How did you get to share your trauma that you went through? Because that was a traumatic moment. How did you get to share that with people? I said, I stopped sharing it with people because once I was told that it's not the same because my child wasn't alive. My child wasn't here. I didn't birth my child all the way. Correct. You know. I didn't get a chance to basically hold him. He wasn't in the crib. I didn't get, you know, I didn't get that part. I was, once I was told that a couple of times, I stopped talking about it. So I kind of just closed off to it. And, you know, she was like, oh my gosh. And I said, yeah. So I really haven't still to this day. I said, it's just one of those things. I just, mm -mm," because people tell me that it's not the same. And that's hard within itself. You know what I mean? (laughs) So I'm just like, okay, you know, so I just kind of go on with my life. But she asked me how I was, you know, how the family was holding up. And I said, they're all right. Everybody's all right. I think it comes in waves on both sides. It comes in waves. Um, And she then again asked me like how I was doing because I still haven't, haven't mourned, you know, my, my child yet. And she said, and I understand how you keep being there for other people and how you're making sure that other people know that you're there for them. How do you allow other people to be there for you? I said, you know, I don't have an answer for you. I honestly don't. I said, but I can tell you this. Once people showed me a a different side of them, I stopped depending on people or wanting people to be able to be here for me because I was, um, I was shown many times disappointment more than it more than anything else and so once the the disappointment hit I I kind of just went into this bubble of 
I don't I don't know if I want people to be there for me the way I am there for them because I don't want my feelings to be hurt and I don't want to feel like I'm being selfish so I just don't and she was like we're gonna have to talk about this I said oh, okay um so I'm sure next Monday it's gonna be serious and I just was being honest and I think that's a lot of people's feelings also because they want people to be there for them. But when they get disappointed, when people disappoint them, you just learn how to basically not allow people to be there for you because you don't want your feelings to be hurt. You don't want to be let down. You don't want to be disappointed. And that's hard when you're mourning. That's hard when you're going through a loss. That's hard when you're um, truly wanting others to be around you but you don't want them to hurt your feelings in the middle of you already being hurt so that's very hard and she made me really just think about my answer I, t- I gave to her because it, it that's it's that's crazy but that's what people really go through you know you want people to be there for you but you don't want them to disappoint you because you've been disappointed before, so much before. Isn't that wild? So, just remember, this is not going to be a long one. I just want I just want you guys to understand that when someone loses someone, it's you lose they lose a piece of themselves. No matter what that looks like, they lose a piece of themselves. Now, it depends on the situation because it's if it's somebody that caused a lot of havoc to a family or to someone and there's a lot of, you know, stuff going on, that's a different ballgame. That right there, more nine times of ten, families are relieved more than anything. Um, and I know that sounds rude, but families are more relieved than anything that that person is now gone because that means they won't cause havoc to other people and drama or you know disrespect to the family so when it's someone that you care about family that you care about um family members that you care about or your loved one that's you know your child or uh mom you know that then of course you um you take it very hard and it does hurt you in many 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 ways please find an outlet that is for you emotionally and mentally It doesn't have to be a family member. It doesn't have to be a friend, but maybe a group, a uh, men's group or a women's group. And that way you're able to, or even a co-ed group, that way you're able to uh, mourn in the way that you're able to mourn. So uh, make sure that, make sure that you're able to really have um, that backup so that way you're not going through this pain every day, all day by yourself. Um, but I hope that this helps someone. And as always, I am here for a conversation. Please have an amazing day, afternoon, evening, week and or weekend, whenever you guys get to hear this. I appreciate you and your time. Thank you.